You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. A new Ice Fire version is out. A Ducktail Tale. Social Engineering by Tehran. DPRK's light show cyber espionage. The President's budget and cybersecurity. U.S. Department of Defense issues its cyber workforce strategy. Remco surfaces and attacks against Ukrainian government agencies. DDoS at a Ukrainian radio station. Dave Bittner sits down with Beth Robinson of Bishop Fox to share their 2023 offensive security resolutions. Kayla Barlow from Silete on the security implications of gigapixel images. And CISA releases five ICS advisories. From the CyberWire studios at Data Tribe, I'm Trey Hester filling in for Dave Bittner with your CyberWire summary for Friday, March 10th, 2023. A new version of the IceFire ransomware is targeting Linux systems within enterprise networks, according to researchers at Sentinel One. The ransomware was previously limited to Windows systems. The threat actors behind IceFire launched double extortion attacks against large enterprises in the technology, media, and entertainment sectors. The ransomware has been deployed against entities in Turkey, Iran, Pakistan, and the United Arab Emirates, which researchers note are not typically the focus of organized ransomware actors. The Linux version of IceFire is deployed via CVE-2022-47986, a recently disclosed vulnerability in IBM's Aspera FastPix file-sharing software. The record notes that IBM issued a patch for the flaw on January 18th. Deep Instinct says the malware operation tracked as DuckTale resurfaced at the beginning of February of 2023 with an updated set of malware. The goal of the operation is to install malware that will steal browser cookies with a particular focus on session cookies for Facebook business accounts. The researchers note that it's not entirely clear what the threat actor does after they gain access to the Facebook accounts. Quote, While it might be possible to get the credit card information that is used for paying for ads in the compromised accounts, this doesn't seem plausible. There are far better, cheaper, and easier ways to gain credit card information. End quote. Deep Instinct found one Facebook page tied to DuckTail that appeared to be intimidating a legitimate brand that sells kitchen appliances. Deep Instinct theorizes that this page was used to scam users with fraudulent sales and to distribute malware, though the researchers add, quote, Since we have only identified one such instance, we can't assess exactly whether this is a one-time event or whether this is the usual operational method for DuckTail, end quote. In any case, DuckTail will bear watching. 
Researchers at SecureWorks discovered a campaign from the Iranian Cobalt Illusion threat group that leverages the death of Masa Amini as bait, Dark Reading reports. Cobalt Illusion is also known as Charming Kitten, APT-42, Phosphorus, TA-453, and Yellow Garuda. The threat group uses a bogus Twitter handle and represents itself as working with the Atlantic Council, CyberNews reports. The account has also been seen engaging with posts surrounding the protests following the death of Masa Amini, which SecureWork researchers say will help them appear sympathetic to protesters' interests and demands and create an illusion of shared interests. SecureWork CTU Rafi Pilling said in a statement, quote, The threat actors create a fake persona and use it to build rapport with targets before attempting to fish credentials or deploy malware on the target's device. Having a convincing persona is an important part of this tactic, end quote. Mandian researchers have been tracking a campaign from suspected North Korean espionage group UNC-2970, seen to be targeting media and tech companies in the Western world. The suspected North Korean threat actor is linked with high confidence to UNC-577, a group also known as Temp Hermit, in action since 2013. UNC-577 was seen targeting primarily South Korean companies with some attacks by the group on a global scale, whereas the probably related UNC-2970 has been primarily targeting entities in the West. These attacks begin on LinkedIn, with the threat actor posing as recruiters and reaching out to targets. Mandiant researchers have identified files and suspicious drivers within compromised hosts. A dropper, Lightshift, delivers the light show payload, which then performs arbitrary read-and-write operations to kernel memory that aid in obfuscation from endpoint detection and response software. It's a case of bring-your-own-vulnerable-devices since Lightshow relies on trusted yet vulnerable drivers to function. The President's budget for fiscal year 2024 has been published and addresses cybersecurity across the spectrum of the federal government's operations. The budget will now go to Congress for the usual review, debate, modification, and passage. The budget throughout ties appropriate spending requests to the National Cybersecurity Strategy. Much of that funding will go not only to counter the work of adversaries like China and Russia in cyberspace, but also for more enforcement actions against cybercrime, to the countering of malign influence, and to bolstering federal cybersecurity. The U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency would receive under the plan a budget of $3.1 billion, an increase of $145 million over current funding. The DOD released their 2023-2027 to Cyber Workforce Strategy Thursday. The agency wrote in a press release, quote, The strategy will enable the DOD to close workforce development gaps, resource workforce management, and development initiatives, stay at the forefront of technological advances, securely and rapidly deliver resilient systems, and transform into a data-centric enterprise with optimized workforce analytics, end quote. The strategy contains four human capital pillars centered around identifying, recruiting, developing, and retaining cyber talent, breaking defense rights. The foundational strategy is intended to make cybersecurity roles in government more attractive to potential employees, as it has struggled to compete with private sector roles and their offerings, Axios reports. Mark Gorick, DOD Principal Director for Resources and Analysis, said in a briefing, quote, So we have to compete on mission and other tangibles to the department. Leadership, organizational culture, and mission is the key there. End quote. 
Checkpoint reports seeing the Remco's remote access Trojan as the payload and phishing messages being sent to Ukrainian government organizations. Remco's distributes itself through malicious Microsoft Office documents, which are attached to spam emails, and is designed to bypass Microsoft Windows UAC security and execute malware with high-level privileges. End quote. Halchina FM, a radio station in western Ukraine, was inaccessible briefly on March 2nd due to a distributed denial-of-service attack by the hacktivists of Russia's Narodnya Cyber Army, the International Press Institute reports. The attack is typical of the nuance-level hacktivism cyber auxiliaries have established during the present war. And finally, CISA yesterday released five industrial control system advisories. Check your systems and apply updates per vendor instructions. Coming up after the break, Dave Bittner sits down with Beth Robinson of Bishop Fox to share their 2023 offensive security resolutions. And Caleb Barlow from Silete discusses the security implications of gigapixel images. Stick around. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. New Year's resolutions have come and gone, but it's never too late to resolve to do better. To that end, offensive security company Bishop Fox recently released a report titled 2023 Offensive Security Resolutions, highlighting ways offensive security teams can keep pace with attacks evolution in 2023. Beth Robinson is senior content writer at Bishop Fox. Threat actors exploit those same technologies that we use, 
And every new technology adds to an existing or a completely new attack surface. And attackers take advantage of our errors in creating and developing and deploying emerging technologies. So cloud and AI, for example, are examples of this right now. And those technologies are attack surfaces that are completely woven into many things you rely on each and every day, whether you know it or not. Well, let's go through the report together here. What are some of the highlights that uh, caught your attention? Absolutely. So we've highlighted several technologies and skills that we plan to keep our eyes on in 2023. But cloud security is the biggest priority for our consultants and Cosmos operators. So while cloud is very ubiquitous technology, and it's changed many aspects of modern life as we know it, it is still very much an emerging technology in its own right. Things like human error and misconfigurations are very prevalent in cloud environments, giving threat actors a whole new world of opportunities to take advantage of. And then with COVID-19, without a doubt, significantly accelerated the adoption of cloud technology with the sudden shift to remote work that really all of us have experienced. And then you couple that with things like the increase in e-commerce and shipping of goods instead of in-person shopping due to COVID. Um, and this just really further complicates clouds, uh, the security of cloud environments for everyone. Um, and those are just two examples out of many that we can give for cloud computing and the, the complexity of it. One of the things that you all highlighted here was the use of artificial intelligence and automation. What, uh, what caught your eye there? AI and automation are hugely prevalent technologies these days, and the attack surfaces that um, are that accompany them, um, and that's you know it's a new it's a new technology, emerging technology, um, and emerging technologies create expanded and brand new attack surfaces. So, as offensive security professionals at Bishop Fox, we have to be on both sides of the fence to understand how um, the technology like AI automation machine learning, how it's adopted and used by our customers and clients, but also how attackers see it from an exploitation perspective. So with technologies like that, we really have to be on the cutting edge of understanding um, artificial intelligence, for example, as an emerging technology to see the exploitation and intrusion opportunities that attackers will use so that we can find vulnerabilities in our clients' environments before attackers have a chance to. When you all were putting together this report, was there anything that was unexpected or anything that surprised you? Sure. Yeah. I think uh, the metaverse attack surface management was um, a bit of a surprise, but it's something, a very emerging technology with, you know, a brand new attack surface. That's something that we have to keep our eyes on as, um, you know, big heavy hitters like uh, Disney and JP Morgan are taking the plunge into this type of digital universe. So, we have to see how attackers view the metaverse in order to you know, protect our customers in that attack surface environment. Yeah, it's a really interesting point how you know, something like that that is emerging, uh, even though it's not a, a part of our day-to-day so far, it's something that folks still need to keep an eye on. Absolutely, yeah. And you know, any new emerging technology really, you know, it ties into this like endless cycle of software and products that largely focus on innovation and openness and speed first, right? But security is often a secondary concern. So, um, you know, security off issues tend to only surface when a technology has achieved widespread deployment. And this, you know, things like this can be uh, examples of this. So based on the information that you all have gathered here, what are your recommendations? 
recommendations would be to um, mix and match your your security posture and your security controls. You know, use a, a mix of defensive and offensive security, um, and be focused on your attack surface um, and the ways that attackers view your attack surface. And um, use offensive security to help map out your attack surface. Do you find that there's a little bit of a blind spot when it comes to offensive security? Do are there folks out there who overlook it or, or feel as though they don't necessarily need to engage with it? Sure, of course. Uh, but I think it's uh, coming into its own right, and I think it's really seen. We're seeing a surge in the need for offensive security, especially with um, the surge in emerging technologies and our reliance on cloud artificial intelligence, blockchain technology, and, you know, perhaps even metaverse, um, the metaverse world. And the best way to protect yourself is, you know, like we do, we, we look at it from an attacker's perspective to understand where the vulnerabilities are in those environments um, before attackers have a chance to find them themselves. That's Beth Robinson from Bishop Fox. The report is titled 2023 Offensive Security Resolutions. If you want to hear more of this interview, head on over to thecyberwire.com and sign up for Interview Selects, where you can have access to this and many more extended interviews. I'm pleased to be joined once again by Caleb Barlow. He is the founder and CEO at Silete. Uh, Caleb, it is always great to welcome you back. You know, I, I was recently uh, thinking about that every time I upgrade my phone, uh, one of the main motivators for me there is to get an improved camera. Uh, and part of that is uh, the number of pixels that I'm able to gather, allowing me to zoom in and crop and, and do all that kind of stuff that I want to do. Uh, the imaging capabilities of our devices are pretty extensive, and you point out that there are some potential security implications here. Well, there's a thing out there, and, and they're not that new. They're called gigapixel images. And, you know, in the classic cliche of a picture's worth a thousand words, if you <laughs> haven't seen a gigapixel image, Google it. it yeah. They are simply amazing. In short, it's an image, usually of a landscape or a cityscape or something like that, that's at such high resolution. You know, let's say you can see buildings and mountains at a distance. You can then drill all the way down to see inside of an apartment. And depending on the image, even read writing on the wall. If you see a car, you know, maybe just as a little blip in the image, you can drill right down into that small dot and zoom all the way down to you can literally read the license plate. So these are essentially, you know, military surveillance images in terms of their quality that would have normally been the thing reserved for government images, but they can now be created with simple off-the-shelf hardware, a special gimbal, and a regular 20-megapixel camera. Yeah, I remember seeing one, I, I believe it was all the way back from Obama's uh, second inauguration, and just remarkable that how you could, exactly as you say, you start off with this wide shot, but then go pick out faces in the crowd. 
what are people wearing? You know, who's, who, who needs, uh, who has a hair out of place? That sort of thing. Well, what's even more interesting about that particular image, which is one of them that I'm particularly fascinated by, is you can see the Secret Service positions. You can see them on mm. rooftops where they're gathered. You can help count, literally count how many of them there are. You know, so these things are often used at like sporting events to gather pictures of fans in the crowd and, you know, see what everybody's laughing at and doing in detail. But the point is, anybody can create one of these things now, right? In fact, you don't even need to buy the equipment. You can just rent it. And the, the way it works is this gimbal moves the camera very slowly, incrementally over the course of maybe an hour, gathering upwards of a thousand images. And then an AI engine merges them together. So the yeah. upper left corner of the image might have been taken an hour before the lower right corner of the image, but the AI stitches it together in a way that it's basically a continuous image. You know, these things have some really interesting, you know, security ramifications if, let's say, your business, or maybe, you know, we're getting into kind of civil liberties conversations, you're taking a more persistent gigapixel image of, let's say, a cityscape because of the level of detail that you can get access to is literally just mind-boggling. I mean, like I said, you can read what's written inside somebody's apartment. Well, and and we've seen incidences where people have been able to to pull fingerprints off of photographs of, of people who are just waving at the camera, that the resolution is so high. I, I'm curious, what is, what is to be done here other than to be aware? Uh, what's your message to the security folks out there in terms of having this sort of thing on their radar? Well, two things. First of all, we're all nerds. Go play with it. It's crazy cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, that's the first image. The, okay. the, the, the first point. The second point, though, is if you happen to have a business that happens to be, you know, maybe in manufacturing or agriculture or something like that, where a view of your business, especially a persistent view of your business, could release intellectual property or other things you don't want people to know about, you need to be very aware of this. So, you know, I happen to live in Massachusetts. It's pretty darn flat other than in the city of Boston. I'm not worried about a gigapixel image. On the mm. other hand, if I live someplace like Phoenix or Colorado City, where you have lots of really high vantage points that can take in the entire cityscape, then gigapixel imaging is a major issue to be worried about. Again, if your business has something that you don't want people to see from afar, including inside your conference rooms, if you have big windows. So, mm. you know, again, go check it out. This is no joke in terms of how simple and low cost this is to be able to gather images at unbelievable quality. And, you know, I think we're even going to have law enforcement looking at these things saying, hey, why put up a security camera? I'll just grab an image of the whole city every 15 minutes. Yeah. All right. Well, Caleb Barlow, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. 
Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. For links to all of today's stories, check out our daily briefing at thecyberwire.com. Don't forget to check out this weekend's episode of Research Saturday, where Dave Bittner sits down with Ron Massis of Imperva to discuss their work on the Google Chrome SIM stealer vulnerability. That's Research Saturday. Check it out. The Cyberwire podcast is a production of N2K Networks, proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technology. Our amazing Cyberwire team is Elliot Peltzman, Brandon Karp, Eliana White, Rupert Prakash, Liz Irvin, Rachel Gelfin, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Maria Vermasis, Ben Yellen, Nick Flecki, Millie Lardy, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Catherine Murphy, Janine Daly, Jim Hoshite, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Ivan, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, Simone Petrella, and I'm Trey Hester, filling in for Dave Bittner. Dave will be back next week behind the mic. Thank you all so much for having me. Enjoy your weekend. Rick here. At N2K CyberWire, we're dedicated to continuously improving the quality of the news and commentary on our network. That's why we're inviting you to participate in our 2024 audience survey. It only takes a few minutes and your feedback is invaluable. Plus, you'll have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for your time. Head on over to cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to share your feedback now. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI... The best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.